wrestling is hard. It's the show where every side is the dark side of the ring, and we watch all the wrestling, and we don't really like anything. First up is the man responsible for AW. Brandon, are you here this week? I'm here this week. <clears throat> How was it last week? How'd you guys do without me? Survive? I, I, you know, I explained to the listeners why you weren't there, why you decided not to show up, and it's because you hate them. I mean, it's understandable. I get it. I had to take a week off from from the the rabid fans, you know, going to seclusion. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about that vacay. Got anything to talk about? Oh, geez, not too much. It was my mom's fiftieth uh, birthday. If that makes you guys feel old. No, not yet. But uh. <laughs> not quite. Yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> I want to say something right now, and I'll say it after the podcast. Oh God. Well, but, I bet uh, your mom, she's a babe. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, but, better. you know, I, I, I um, put it this way. Somebody had a 50th birthday this year. It wasn't That's me. it. Yeah. Just do the math and why I'm, you know, like, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying here? Next up is the man before he puts his foot in his mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the man assigned up. the tasks of NXT. Did you watch a little bit of Impact this week? No. Okay. It's Chris. Oh, no, I watched a GIF of Impact. Is that all I needed to see? That's really all you needed to see. Yeah, I saw a GIF of Impact. How was your week? Uh, Dicks. (laughs) Nothing. I got nothing. Nothing? Yeah, you know, other than our spectacular smoke and do sunset tonight, I ain't got shit. Pretty wild, huh? Yeah. We had so, it last year, too. That same thing. Yeah, happened. the fires in Oregon, it's making it yeah, smoky in Philadelphia. We're exactly one whole country away. Country away. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Jet stream, baby. Yep. It's an every year thing, too, now, which is um, not disheartening at all. No, this is normal. Totally yeah. normal. Yeah, fuck it. You know what? Let's hop in a spaceship and fly away. How about that? Oh, we're not with a cowboy out. hat on? Yeah, with a cowboy, yeah, with a cowboy hat on. Hat on. Oh, I'm Jim. How was your How was your uh, week, Jim? I'm Jim, and I'll talk about as many promotions that I can handle in a week. Uh, I got my started my back piece. Uh, that was a fucking nightmare. Shit. Four hours of tattooing. That was a fucking nightmare. Chris, do you have your back done? Uh, I have uh, the majority of my back done, and I have to get stuff finished. But I have to get my leg finished. You know, you know the trash ball way of getting tattooed that that's the that's the uh that's the way i took and um (laughs) what what, can you define trash ball way of getting tattooed yeah like you take your shirt off and there's outlines (laughs) (laughs) okay you know and and the reason being uh, listen i i believe this wholeheartedly the older you get the less tolerance you have for sitting in that chair for extended periods of time um I have I have one getting worked on now, and the reason why it's taken so long is because I have like some pressure on some nerves, and it happens to affect that one patch of my of my body, my leg. Mm-hmm. And when he tattoos me uh, in certain spots, it's it's it goes from being really unsettlingly weird to absolutely excruciating. So I can mm-hmm. only go for like short spurts, but I'm getting it finished. I'm I'm, I'm determined to. And I think I may have found the reason why my leg screwed up, so hopefully that'll help too. Nice. Yeah. Acupuncture? You're just gonna acupuncture it? So uh, I train with a chiropractor. Okay. Who routinely 
I swear that this man became a chiropractor because he enjoys <laughs> cracking shit on people because yep. he routinely almost murders me. But um, he was saying that one day, he's, one day we were talking and he said, you're doing one thing on one side of your body that you're not doing on the other and you've been doing it your whole life. Right. And I was, I was like, well, I'll start paying attention to that. And I was upstairs, I was in my living room and I realized that the way that I stand when I'm idle, I lock my left leg. Yeah. And I was like, that's it. And I've noticed now that I do it all the time. So hopefully I can kind of rid myself of this issue that I've been having. I was hoping you would say you were just jerking with one hand and you had to switch <laughs> well, it up. That would be my right hand. <laughs> Ambidextrous and my right, now. My right side's pretty strong, so I'm, not, I'm pretty good. <laughs> I realize that I've just been hopscotching around my house on one leg for, for 40 years. <laughs> for 45 years, and I, my, I'm all fucked up. Excellent. <laughs> anyway, it's, it took four hours. It was fucking painful as hell. You know, if you think of my entire back, I get the whole thing done. So the entire back, let's say, you know, the spinal column being 12. I got to about 12, you know, 12 o'clock on a clock. I got to about four, four or five, where then it started to become a point where it was just like this was the worst thing I've ever decided to do in my entire life. Mm. Go ahead, Chris. You're gonna say something. So let me ask you this. Yeah, I want to ask you. So how much of that do you think is the mystery of not and the and the anxiety? I don't want to say anxiety, but the anxiety and the of the not knowing where he's at and what he's doing. No, I'm super chill, man. When I get tattooed, like I am really? relaxed. I, I, I My muscles are relaxed. I'm hanging. By the I end of it, I was just like, okay. And then when he got to the spinal column, we took a break halfway through. Well, two thirds of the way through. And uh, when I came back, it was just like, you know what? A lot of it was because there's some on my like the back of my rib cage. Yeah. And man, it was tough to fucking breathe, dude. I was trying to like control my breathing a little bit, and it started to be where I was like breathing really, having labored breathing until he was dipping his his, you know, because I'm just doing outline, so it's all black. He was dipping his uh, needle into the uh, ink. I was able to catch my breath and then go back at it again. It was tough, man. It's not it, I, all those people out there that. Say the tattoos don't hurt. You're a fucking psychopath. I have no idea what you're talking about. You're lying. No, you're a fucking. You're a liar. liar. No, you're a liar. I'm not psychopath. Or you're you, take, liar. you do it on drugs, or you're doing yeah. it on drugs. Because I do my, my shit. I was straight sober. I hadn't had an alcohol, any alcoholic beverages for four days. I hydrated really well, and I was good to go for a little while. But by the end of it, by by hour four, I was in bad shape. And I got three more sittings to go to. I can't wait. Yeah, but you're you're down the shading in color. You'll be fine. Yeah, I should be fine. He yeah. said he said he should you know if we do it regularly and I'm trying to do it every 30 days, we should have it done around Thanksgiving. So that's good. Yeah, I'm trying. I I think I always tell people when they ask you know like if I'm bartending they ask if tattoos hurt. I say yeah they fucking suck and anybody that tells you they don't is a liar or on drugs or on drugs. Brandon, you you're, li- you're lying about something. Right, Brandon, do you have tattoos? I have one tattoo. I have a question about your tattoo though, if you don't mind. Jim, me, yes. Yeah. Uh, I saw the a picture online of the outline, and I could, it looked like you were covering up some previous work, at yes. least partially. There, there's one particular tattoo I couldn't tell if it was being covered up or shown off. And it, if I saw correctly, is that a luchador Calvin peeing on the WCW logo on your back? Yes, it is. And it is being prominently <laughs> – we put a billboard around it. It's going to be part of the – back piece and it's a billboard with light shining on it and he put enough room around the original tattoo piece like the original uh, tattoo of calvin 
in a not a luchador mask in blue demons mask pissing all over the wcw logo put enough room around it so we can maybe we can put some words in there or something like that oh good i can sleep peacefully now i was hoping that that wasn't getting destroyed no 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 that's definitely part of it it's got worked in i think jimmy's wife told me that that was her favorite tattoo that he had no she hates it she thinks it's so stupid and actually the artist that's doing my tattoo uh now he did that for me and he was just like, this is so dumb, I can't even put it on my feed. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I love it. I think it's great. Shall we move on? Follow us on Twitter and Insta- Instagram at hard number four wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. Let's talk about some wrestling. First up, WWE had some live crowds this week. And we watched Money in the Bank, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah, we yes, did. we did, Jim. Shall we talk about Peacock fucking us all over first or what? Chris, uh, uh, Chris, Peacock kicked out like midway through the show. I wouldn't even say midway. Yeah, midway through the show, around eight o'clock. Two matches left, I think it was. Yeah, two ma- or three matches. I think it was Money in the Bank. No, it was two. It was two matches. Men's Money in the Bank, and then, and then the main event. The yeah. Yes. It shit um, the bed in, at the beginning of the Men's Money in the Bank. And uh, what did you do when it shit the bed? Because Meltzer reached out to. Oh, I'm sorry. WWE reached out to Meltzer, and then he tweeted. He tweeted that. Um, that we, we, should, talk, yeah. we should control off the lead our computers and then we'll be fine. Chris, mm-hmm. uh, what did you do when it shit the bed? Uh, I, w- I want to ask you, I, I, let's think of the time frame when it shit the bed. It was around 9 o'clock at night, 9.30. Mm-hmm. So, so I want to ask you, what do you think I did when the pay-per-view shit the bed? I'm going to say you went to bed. Yeah, I went to bed. Yeah, I am. Um, uh, I just changed the channel. Yeah, I'm curious, thinking about this, you know, you went to bed, I changed the channel. How many people like actually just turned it off and were just like, oh, I'm not dealing with this shit right now? I bet you there's a lot. I, you know, yeah, had to I be would too. Most. Right, Probably Brandon? Most. Brandon, go ahead. It had to be most. There wasn't anything that compelling happening through the first two thirds that would make you feel like you had to uh, go past your bedtime for any of this. Right. Or but I would just, love to know. Go ahead. Or can completely, first of all, you know, if you have Comcast and you're trying to log into Peacock, it takes a while to even get into the app. You have to talk to your remote and tell it, send me to Peacock, or else you'll never fucking find the thing. It's not like it happens instantaneously. So if they're saying you have to log completely out of it and log back in, or if you're doing it through your cable box, that's too much work, man. Too much fucking work. Well, too much waiting. Can I add to that? Yeah, good. So um, if you remember, so they did NXT. Um, they did NXT standing deliver two nights. Second night was on Peacock. First night was on Wednesday. Second night was on Thursday. And I said, hey, I'm at work. I'll download the Peacock app and I'll just put my phone on the register at work and I'll just peek on it every opportunity I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized I don't have a username or a fucking password because I get it for free. Well, that's all I you, do is you still have to log. You had to create one. I didn't. I did. I just went Peacock and it just came on. You mean on your on your cable? On my cable box. Yeah, see, like, when I watch the laptop at the bar, I had to actually create a password with my account. It's really weird. And it's yeah, well, not my what... Comcast email password or anything. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, how odd is that? So you get a guy like me who, I mean, what the fuck? I'm not, I, I watch Peacock for one thing. And if 
if we're doing a retro and that thing's on Peacock, I'll try to find it on YouTube before I watch it on Peacock because it's such a bitch. Because even after you talk to your remote and it takes you to Peacock, then all the button pushing is on a delay. So you hit the button and you wait two seconds and then it moves over to the right. And then you hit the button down, then you wait a second and then it moves down. It's like really the controls are really it's unresponsive. Terrible. Yeah, it's, it's awful. So um, – I immediately gave up on trying to do that in the beginning. And, I, you know, if it's not on, if it's not on my cable box, I ain't fucking watching Peacock. Right. You know, I mean, really, it's they have nothing to offer except for pay-per-views. That's the only thing they have for me. Brandon. I mean, my wife watch it every once in a while for Saturday Night Live, but that's it. Brandon, when did you watch it? So I watched it last night after the fact. So they had cleaned up the, yeah. the botched uh, connection for the... Uh, not pay-per-view but the the finished Paper. version of it right yeah. not the stream yeah yeah i ended up watching but, it, uh, the, the, watching it again while well, i fast forward through most of it but i watched monday morning and everything was repaired so it must have been some kind of transmission issue from through comcast through the peacock app i know overseas they had no problems with the network because they still have the network overseas and no one had any problems so i feel like we're kind of burying the lead here though and it's the fact that our fucking boy took it upon himself to say that the WWE who has their own t- Twitter account with infinitely more followers told him to reach, to reach out yeah. and spread the word of how to get back into their app. I like that. Someone instantly called him out on it. it was like, Oh, you did. They called you. And it's like the tweet from two seconds or two minutes before he posted it. It's like, fuck you, Mel. It's unbelievable. He's, he's so full. Uh, do, uh, do you think he's at a point in which he's like, he believes this? No, I think he's I mean, still a con man. He's still full of shit. Is he just like, is he, yeah, but is he telling the lies so much that now he's just believing the lies? Maybe. That happened. It could I, have yeah, happened. Sure it didn't happen. happen. Sure it didn't happen. happen. I think sure this is what happened. He, he probably reached out to whoever he knows that's somehow involved with WWE. The janitor. Suggested that he restart it and it worked, or they suggested to him, and then he texted them again and said, hey, uh, can I say this to my followers? And they went, Y-A, yeah, and then he <laughs> fired onto his phone and went, the WWE has told me that I that I that you need to restart your app and it should be working fine. So, so in other words, what you guys are saying is that they had a mad scramble and then Trips or, or, or Vince had the, the great idea and said, I know what to do. Call out, sir. And then it got yeah. out there. Then, yeah. and then the newspaper thing started running. And then the spinning newspaper came yes. up to the yes, screen yes. and stopped. Yes. Turn off and on. <laughs> Control out the lead. Who do we know that can instantaneously reach the entire WWE universe? Quickly to That's the Meltzer. He's out there. <laughs> hunt, he's hunting and pecking on his fucking computer. Oh, man. All right. Shall we move on to the uh, card? Let's do it. All right. So, can I, uh, can I, yeah, go can ahead. Can I uh, interject? Because. This, you know, obviously it wasn't – something happened. It, it wasn't the first uh, live WWE show no. at, that was Friday, and I turned it on just to see what the pops would be in the beginning. You're talking about SmackDown. SmackDown, and I have to say this, and I know we're not talking about SmackDown anymore, but I have to say this. So I turn it on. Who comes out? Vince McMahon. He's the first person to come out, and the crowd goes – that shit. Yeah. Where the fuck have you been, bitches? Or something like that. He said. He comes out and he goes, "Where you been?" And then leaves. Yep. And it was so fucking bizarre. (laughs) 
That's it. I just wanted to tell. I was like, I, I was like doing something in the kitchen, and I and he said it. I didn't even see him say it. And I turned around, I saw him walking away, and I was like, that was it. Did either of you guys watch SmackDown? Did you watch SmackDown, Chris? Uh, I watched the first match was a. You don't have to uh, tell me. Did, did yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, just the first match, and then okay. I turned it off. Brandon, yeah, did you watch? I, I, yeah. No, but I will say real quickly that I'm a big fan of that move from Vince because like any good wrestling storyline, it, it blurs the line between the reality of senile old Vince and a, a storyline and it leaves you wondering, did he just fucking wander out there? And just <laughs> it's was fucking bizarre. <laughs> it's so bizarre. He's been asleep for a year and a yeah. half and back. All right, let's move on to the car. Okay, so pre, pre-show, we had the uh, Usos beat Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio by pinfall. They cheated a little bit. Brandon, I told you you didn't have to watch this. Chris, go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, you are a habitual DUI offender, and you get rewarded by a company putting faith in you. Like, how the fuck has this guy stayed out of jail? I, this blows my mind, man. I'd be in jail. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. <laughs> yes. Florida and Texas. It's like the same place. You know, I mean, like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, you know, uh, and I was having this conversation with somebody the other day about that, like, and his response was, you know, and he wasn't condoning it, but his response was, I mean, he's in like the biggest storyline in the company. And I said, yes, I guess the, the rules don't apply to you as long as you're important. If right. that was anybody else, two DUIs, you probably would have been, uh, you know, if you were, if you were, I don't know, who's the big Tony Nice? Tony if he was still fired. there, I think he's, yeah, he's fine. But he if he was still there, if you were like the Tony Nice level of guy, the British dude with the little mustache, the skinny British guy, whatever his name was, if you were one of those dudes, you were fucking fired. That guy, that guy did get canceled and fired for uh, grooming women. Who was that? The mustache, mustache guy. Mustache guy. Yeah. He I got that giant a, tattoo and then can't wrestle anymore. Yep. Brandon, thoughts on uh? You don't think Jimmy's out on uh, time served in the USO penitentiary? <laughs> well, when you own the jail, maybe you don't have to go. You know, he he's in a constant state of being in the penitentiary. USO. USO. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wrote that man, I, I, it was a comment. That was I laughed my ass off. Uzo. and I fucking pissed myself. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, Money in the Bank ladder match for the women's championship. This is the main card. Uh, Nikki Ash, who I'm assuming they got rid of Nikki Cross because of carrying Cross getting called up. She defeated Alexis Bliss, who was really spooky. Oscar, Liv Morgan, Naomi, Natalia, Tamina, and Zelina Vega. Uh, Brandon, I'll let you go first. You watched this, right? No, you gave me permission to skip this as I well, boss man. I did. But, sorry, uh, sorry about that. Uh, did you watch it or no? Of course not. No. <laughs> okay, Chris. <laughs> so um, I think I think one of, this is one of those situations where I watch it. And I thought I texted you about it. I watched it. Uh, Alexa Bliss tried to use her magical powers to pull the briefcase down, and I said, "Now, if she doesn't actually fly up to get the briefcase." It's a fucking letdown. At this point, if she doesn't use magic to just levitate to the ceiling and grab the briefcase, then everything else is a fucking is horseshit. Agreed. I mean, I like really, this. like we're at this point. How does this woman lose anything? I like Nikki Cross winning. So do I. The rest of this mask match was oof, not good. But, he, <laughs> but here's the other thing, though. Zelina yeah. Vega's on the top rope, and then she gets convinced by Alexa Bliss with her magic powers to walk down. The magic powers thing, man. It's so fucking stupid. Chris, good. No, I, I agree with you. It's just like I, I I looked at who was in the match. The only one that I see 
like is a viable um storyline that has like a real that has real meat on the bone like storyline wise going forward to win that to me is would be naomi right i mean as much as i like nikki cross and i think it's awesome that she won i'm not mad at it but it's like are they really going to do anything they're going to do some weird thing that screw up oh, wait a minute wait no, a minute we're not. gonna, we're gonna no, talk about not. it we're so gonna talk about forget it, it. <laughs> Well, we'll just talk about it. We'll talk about it now, then. So Nikki goes and she. uh, Well, then we'll talk about it at the end. Brandon, thoughts on uh, Nikki Cross winning this? The only thought I have on this is that you could only logically surmise that Alexa Bliss has some kind of big stage magic power performance anxiety because for some reason, whether it be the Royal Rumble or Money in the Bank, it's like her superpowers weaken and then and they don't do what they do on the regular cable program. But it's right. like she's choking under the pressure of yeah. she shows up, uses her powers, and then some Australian monster just kicks the dog shit out of her. Or the uh the the square like sh- box like structure that she came out of in black. Box like structure. Yeah. Let's move on. Another dud. AJ Styles and Omos defeated the Viking Raiders. Chris uh, was flabbergasted by the Viking Raiders. For some reason, seems to have forgotten <laughs> that they were in Ring of Honor. Chris, go ahead. No, I, no, no. All right, let's let's get into this conversation because this was weird. I didn't forget that they were in Ring of Honor. I remembered that they were in Ring of Honor. But you said I loved them when they were in Ring of Honor. That I don't remember. Dude, you definitely used to pop for the one guy. Which one? Not the one with the beard. Well, they both have beards. Hardcore guy? It's the hardcore dude. No, I did. This is bullshit. Brandon, he was definitely <laughs> clapping in 2300 Arena for him. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, I clapped for True Till Death guy. Yeah, Strength and yes. Honor or whatever. <laughs> strength and Honor, True Till Death. Almost, you know, <laughs> I mean, nobody can deliver. So fuck it. There's no way that at some point in this, in this dude's life of punk rock and hardcore, one hand didn't go straight up in the air listening to certain bands. Oh, gee, yikes. You get my drift. Oh, yeah. So, um, no, and no, 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 he, no. I never liked these guys. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> so, anyway, Brandon, thoughts on this match? Fat cartwheel dude and hardcore guy. No fat shit. Eat as much as you want. Go ahead. Not too much. Now, this tag team with Styles and Omos, as entertaining as it was at first, is just kind of weird because inevitably with Omos there, AJ Styles is by default a guy that the other team gets all their offense in, which feels like a bit of a miscasting for like probably one of the biggest resumes on the roster. But also, I just don't really care at all. They're kind of fun. So. Yeah. I, I, I think it's safe to say, like back to your point, I think it's safe to say that AJ Styles is probably all around the best guy that they have. Yeah, we've talked about this where it makes yeah. no sense for him to be the guy that's catching the beat down because he's one of the yeah. best wrestlers on the planet. On the planet. And, you know, he's I the mean, seller. And, and, he's selling for this fucking thing. And, it doesn't make and, to, and to his credit, he got to the WWF and his promo was shit. And now his promo is good. So, like, you know, I mean, he worked for a company that teaches you how to do a fucking promo. And now all of a sudden that's pretty decent. So it's like, yeah. But this is the dude that's getting like I don't know now. It was good. It's, I look AJ Styles is pretty much a winner in everything he does. So even doing him doing this, I find it entertaining. But I just don't understand the dynamic. It's deeply strange every time you watch AJ Styles get tossed around like Reginald outside of the ring with by another man. Like it's just weird to watch. Yeah, it's not gonna go away. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston for the Raw title. Bobby Lashley wins. He was the champ. He retains by technical submission. Go ahead, Brandon. What'd you think? 
I had notes on this. Somehow I fucking deleted all of them. I thought this was good. I mean, I, I it, it did what you guys were texting about. It. it did what it needed to do. You wanted it to be a squash match. It was a squash match. You don't have to do too much with Lashley at this point. He looks like he should be holding the belt. When you look at that raw roster, uh, they're building him up to a point where inevitably like Brock Lesnar comes back or somebody beats his ass. You're going to be like, oh, shit, this guy's actually beating Bobby Lashley's ass, which is all you really needed to do here. So I'll take it. B plus. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I think this is the only way that this match could go down. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, you know, I it's it's yeah, I it was great. Yeah, I thought it was that great was too. I thought it was it was a nice beat down. Kobe got his offense in, but this same thing happened against Brock Lesnar. Now this boat now this boosts Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar on the same plane of battle to eventually hopefully clash. But there's somebody else in the way. We're getting Bill Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. He showed up on Raw. This was rumored for a while. Brandon, how excited are you to see Bill Goldberg in the ring again? Only if he's got a fucking ponytail like Brock Lesnar, then I would be interested for a few Not seconds. Not, yeah. Chris? I will be interested if what I've been praying for for 20 years happens. He throws his punches and then throws that kick and his other foot slips out from underneath him and he busts his ass. That's the only way I'll happen. I'm hoping that he gets so hype as he rumored rumoredly does where he starts headbutting lockers and he dies of an aneurysm. So you want another human being to die because you don't whoa, want to... whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But, but I'm not allowed to say the word fat. Okay. So to yes. see what the playing field is here. All right. So death okay. Okay. All right. Sure. Are you defending Gold Bill Goldberg's life right now? Let's move on. <laughs> All right, next up. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Rhea Ripley was the champ. Charlotte Flair beats her with the figure eight via submission. Chris, go ahead. Thoughts? Um, We talked about this during the match. This whole lead into this was a dud. Um, You know, I I, 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 big fan of both. Wouldn't have mattered to me who won. Um, I think that Rhea Ripley is one of these characters that is kind of just on the edge in NXT, just on the edge of being too much. So now when Vince gets his hand on her, she crosses that line and becomes too much. And that's where I'm at with her now. Um, but uh, the figure eight looked great. And uh, that was it. I mean, it was, but like I said, it was the ending of a kind of a, just of a dud of a storyline. It was a shit storyline. Let's just say yeah, it's, it's been yeah, fucking I mean, terrible. The way they you treat, hit my knee, I hit yours. The so way they treat crutches. Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair's fucking booking is always fucking terrible. Just book her like her father. We know she's a different person. Just book her the same way. Brandon, thoughts? I agree. Yeah, the match was pretty good, but you're not that interested in it. I've got no problem with them switching the belts around when there's like nothing crazy going on with any of these characters and i don't even have the energy in my body to repeat the same tired shit of like vince isn't using the person from nxt right like yeah that's just how this kind of goes but it's a good match i thought it was a great match i thought it was spectacular i love women's wrestling i thought charlotte flair's fucking bridge at the end was absolutely ridiculous you probably could have walked across her um yeah this was one of the best matches of the night i fucking love this anything else to add it's probably probably my favorite, but I, I don't I don't know if anything in this pay per view in my mind went to spectacular territory. Right. Oh, how about uh, 
Charlotte flipping off the whole crowd. That was great. She went Becky and they turned the lights off. That was entertaining. Yes, it was fantastic. She flipped everybody off. Own it, man. Be a heel. Fuck everybody. Next up. The men's Money in the Bank. Big E wins, defeating Drew McIntyre, John Morrison, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura, Ricochet, Matt Riddle. Oh, sorry. His name's just Riddle now. And Seth Rollins. Chris, go ahead. Thoughts. So uh, Peacock took a crap, and yes. uh, why the fuck should I have to go back and watch this thing when I already know the results because right. they're all over on the internet the next day? Right, right. You can just so, watch. This was basically a, this was a gift match. Yeah, right. yeah. That, that's all I did. I got nothing to say about it. Brandon, Biggie good. won. Good. Oh, I do have a question. Did Biggie get a DUI this week? Uh, no. Just wondering why they why, rewarded why, him with the money in the they briefcase. <laughs> now got... Biggie won. Biggie's awesome. Good. I'm glad. Brandon, good. Yeah, you nailed it. Uh, I will say, Ricochet spot, oh my God. the person I watch with, thoroughly enjoyed it. So I, I know sometimes we'll, Chris will trash him. It's whatever. I, I'm not going to stand up for Ricochet, but it, for people that I, I subject to watching this stuff more than they would by themselves, he definitely stands out to, to that them. That fucking spot is ridiculous. I, it's like, the guy's like a human highlight reel. Legit. 100%. Yeah. Should he be in a mask? Made- Probably. What's that? You guys made for ladder matches. Yes. You know? Uh, the star of this match, though, in my opinion, were two things. And they were both on Big E. His giant tits and his huge feet. That <laughs> man has, like, size 17 feet. They're the biggest fucking feet I've ever seen on a human being. He's climbing that ladder. I thought he looked like he had friggin' uh, scuba fins on. Congratulations <clears throat> to Big E. He looked great. His tits look fucking amazing. What did, did anybody have any thoughts on uh, Jinder Mahal just repeatedly beating Drew McIntyre with a chair for no reason? They, no, the reason is because he wrecked his motorcycle, Jinder Mahal's motorcycle. So he's very angry. So he sent his crew out there. You get Drew out of the picture for a little while. Maybe you can challenge down the road because he got a nice little boo when he showed up on the, on the ranch. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Oh, like, I'm just nice watching booing. it. Just go, oh, sorry. I'm just watching it going like. I don't really know why these guys are feuding. I know it's not big enough to warrant a, a 25 chair shot uh, retaliation here. It feels like you should, in 2021, you could probably save that for something that's really boiling over. Oh, yeah, motorcycle. You don't fuck with man's motorcycle, man. Brum, brum. Oh, by the way, uh, I didn't mention it, but um, so uh, uh, Nikki Cross, Nikki A-S-H, uh, cashed in on Raw and beat Charlotte for the title. So she's the champ now. Good for Nikki. Good for Nikki. I love the costume. Yeah, you do. I do. That costume, I got that. Juicy. All right, let's move on. (laughs) Let's move on from that. So, final match of the night. I was a little surprised that this went on last, but it makes sense after how overbooked it was at the end. Roman Reigns, the champ, defeated Edge via pinfall. Brandon, I'll let you go first. Go ahead. This was entertaining for what it was, but we saw a lot of this this stuff before. And and for Edge being forty something years old, I don't think uh I don't know if you either of you guys watch this, but I don't think a count out to Roman Reigns is a shameful way to win. He he had the match won and he drags Roman Reigns back into the ring and then basically blows it. But and according to like, the rules of WWE, you can't win the title unless you you can't win as the champ. You can't lose the title by count out. Yeah, right. Okay. right. Yeah, but who the fuck cares? Just well, like that's I mean, a. But it's I one get of the what, stupid I, things it, that they give a shit about. I don't know. Yeah. It was just one of those moments where I'm like, the Edge's whole thing is like, 
that he's going to have to outsmart this guy. I felt like a, it was kind of a goofy thing to do, but whatever. Um, they went back to the well for the second time with that piece of the chair in the mouth thing, which and while Roman crosses his eyes, which was definitely a one done thing for me. Love, I love that shit. I think it's great. I think. I think that's uh what three four four that's fourth or fifth time they went to the well with that. I love it. Good he's thoughts. done it. To, I have no problem with it, but he's done it to everybody. Go ahead. What were your um, thoughts on the match? Well, so I was watching this pay per view and um my uh, peacock took a shit right at the beginning of the Money in the Bank match, <laughs> so uh, I just watched this on GIF for him the next day because I already knew what happened, and uh, I have no opinion of it. Okay, well, uh, although. I will tell you this. I watched the the the. He was in the op- Edge was in the opening match of SmackDown. Yeah. And um, I, I think you see. I, I like this version of Edge being yeah. back. You know, I kind of missed this whole time. Uh, you know, except for you know, of course, my favorite thing that happened was I don't know if you know the story, but one time him and Lita had a sex <laughs> show in, in the middle of the ring, and because sex was involved, Ric Flair came down there. Because his like, favorite whoa, angle. You guys may be surprised. himself into sex. You may be surprised, but I fucking love this match. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was ridiculously over overbooked at the end, but the build, the slow build throughout the entire beginning of it, Roman Reigns talking shit to everybody, the crowd, the announcers talking shit to Edge. Yo, that the woman that screamed, "We love you, Roman." And then the kid looked at her, her kid. Also in the background, there's this kid that was right by the um. He was right by the ramp, and he was wearing, like, a fucking suit for some reason. This kid, he had, like, this big suit on. Roman, like, walked near him and started walking away, and a little kid flipped him off. It's fucking amazing. Like a a dress suit? Like like he was going going to his own funeral. Jim. (laughs) That's amazing. Let me ask you this, because it was on Peacock. Was it a little kid, or was it the boss baby? It might have been the boss baby. Maybe (laughs) there was a green screen and the boss baby later. No, I fucking love this match. It got really overbooked and fun and crazy at the end of it. And Roman looks like a fucking asshole by the end of it. And he tells everybody that it's his fucking table. And the biggest pop in professional wrestling I've ever heard at a WWE show. Since fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin came out and started friggin' stunning everybody to save mankind. John Cena... Roman Reigns manages to make John Cena have the biggest pop I've heard in fucking 20 years of WWE. It was fucking insane. Brandon, thoughts? Uh, when John Cena first started, I was, like, trending out of my childhood wrestling addiction. And I was like, man, this dude's style is fucking corny with the jorts and the, the flex Agreed. fit. Um, now a balding adult man. That style still hasn't come back around, and he's still fucking getting the biggest pop of all time. Four wristbands, outrageously he looked, length. He looked ridiculous. Like, this dude hasn't looked cool once for one second, and he's getting the biggest fucking pops possible. I, I enjoyed it. I thought this was fun. Chris, thoughts? On, on the return of John Cena, I know you didn't watch. No, I mean, I, I said this years ago, and I'll say it now, you know. Whenever John Cena goes away and then he comes back, there's this feeling of everything's going to be all right. Like, it's going to get better. Because you can say whatever you want about fucking John Cena. The guy has multiple match of the years. 
Like, say what you want. The guy, like, his feud with AJ Styles was amazing, right? His feud, I think, with any feud with Roman for a while, that was amazing. When Roman was, was uh, he had a couple matches with him. I mean, all of his feuds are usually pretty good. Um, he's got to have something to do with it. The shit with CM Punk was awesome. So, uh, you know, I, it, it's almost like, you know, you'll get some good storytelling in the ring when John Cena is there. All right. Any final thoughts on the show? Yeah. Uh, any, that Applebee's commercial. I thought that Ooh. was wait, 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 I missed this. What was this? I skipped through all the commercials. Oh, they're pumping in. They they probably showed it four or five times uh, an Applebee's commercial where it's like uh, Dolph Ziggler and Rick Boogs and Natalia are all like sharing Applebee's together. I did not see a single one of these. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty entertaining because they look ridiculous. Like Dolph Ziggler sitting there oiled up, very orange at an Applebee's. Not the funny part. They then, at the end of the commercial, cut to Baron Corbin, who just kind of has like a black bowling shirt on and his weird buzzed head. And they try to get him over to their table. He doesn't want to go because he looks like someone that would actually just hang out at this Applebee's. And he's like embarrassed at all. Oh, they're seeing me up at my, at my local Applebee's. Yeah. You got to yeah. watch it. It's, it's, it's kind pretty, of fun. It's pretty good. It is your neighborhood bar and grill. Mm-hmm. And it does say welcome. It says welcome back as you're walking in. It says welcome back above the doors. Oh, nice. Yeah, because it's you know you've been there before, so yes. they're welcoming you back. It's a, a marketing scheme. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, I really, I gotta say, I found this show to be very entertaining. I don't know if it was the return of fans and the reactions and some of the reactions that Vince probably expected he didn't get, like Drew getting a little bit of a boo, a little heavy boo. I thought this Boo was Mac, fun. Boo McIntyre. But, you know, this did prove that we don't have to watch every week to know what the fuck was going on. I knew everything was going on because they explained it between matches, and it was amazing. I never have to watch WWE Weekly again. Thank you. Nope. All right. So uh, SmackDown last week. You guys, boy. Gold chain having, white fur coat wearing, Davy Boy Smith Jr. is back in WWE. He was in the dark match. Thoughts? Brandon, good. Thoughts on Davey Boy Smith Jr. Last time I saw him, he was uh, wandering around an abandoned casino with all gold Air Force Ones on and a, and a giant gold like Mr. T chain. So if he's wearing that, I'll check him out. If not, I got no interest in Davey Boy Smith Jr. Thoughts, Chris? Yeah, I don't. I, are they gonna? I mean, are they bringing him back? He was in a dark match. I don't know. You know, who knows? Who cares? I just wanted to see if you guys were excited because you have. Such fond memories of him in the uh, showboat. <laughs> was it the showboat? Where the fuck was showboat. it? So the showboat. Hotel Casino. Atlantic, Atlantic City. Yeah. Very nice. All right, let's move on. NXT. Chris, you're up. Yeah. Let's see what we got. This is a discla- I have a disclaimer that I have to go with here. Okay. Uh, it may be a little long-winded, but I'm going to explain something to you guys. Um, you, as you know, and people listening, the our thousands and thousands of fans across the world may not know, that uh, my uh, significant other uh, is in the armed forces mm-hmm. and uh, is not is currently uh, doing her job and not at home. Let's just say that and she's been gone for a little bit. 
when we get near a certain amount of time of her being going gone, I start to get really annoyed because everything makes a standstill in my life and I can't get anything accomplished. It, it, it's something that, you, you know, you go through. She goes through the same thing. It's something that you go through. It's like, OK, you need to get home now so we can move our lives forward. Um, so I was really fucking cranky this week. Uh, and I watched NXT with a massive spicy chip on my shoulder, okay. and uh, my opinions are probably a little slanted. Okay, on so NXT okay. this week. That's all right. We can we, if we disagree with you, we'll just counterpoint, and maybe you'll be like, um, oh, I must have been grumpy. <laughs> yeah, no, point. and I, I'm just throwing it out there. Well, uh, give me the good. Will, give me some good stuff. Go I will give. It. Well, so there's only a few good things, really stand out good things about this show. Okay, and the things that aren't, I'm not going to put in there, are not bad. But there, I'm going to throw out the best things. First of all, we knew it was coming. Uh, Butler Cameron Grimes, mm. right? I mean, this we knew it was coming. We knew it was going to be awesome. But I didn't think it was going to go in this direction where he's basically just – he's the one that's underneath, but he's just foiling L.A. Knight at every attempt. Um, L.A. Knight sends him to get a haircut, and they essentially just comb his hair back and fix up his beard. They don't even cut it. It's so stupid. And they put him in a tuxedo, which he loves. Everything that he does, that L.A. Knight does to him, he loves to do. Um, it ends up with uh, L.A. Knight in a pool at some point. <laughs> some kid kicked him in the shin. He knocked him in a pool on accident. Yep. Uh, all this was really good. He's mowing the lawn in a tuxedo with, like, one of the push mowers. So all this was pretty good. It was one of the one of the things that I really liked about this show. Brandon, Brandon, what were your thoughts on this? I know you loved it, this uh, the Cameron Grimes gimmick. Go ahead. I do. And, Chris, I'll say, first off, I watch all of the shows every week with a spicy chip on my shoulder, so don't feel bad about it. Last week, I was mild, Chris. You know, I was okay. a mild wing, Chris. This week, I'm really <laughs> fucking spicy. I'm like, sign the waiver before you Nuclear. Nuclear. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we've watched enough of this crap to have seen Butler angles done poorly. And this is how you do a Butler angle well. Even as the Butler, you, you're you still scheming, right? Uh, I thought it was funny. I enjoyed both of these two. I hope that they continue doing segments because they're more entertaining outside of the ring, frankly, than in the ring. Go ahead, Chris. So, yeah, and then the other two things that I really want to point out about this show that I liked were actually happened in the same match. So uh, Dexter Loomis versus Santos Escobar, the match is what it is um, and ends up with Santos Escobar winning. Uh, and as they're leaving, they have a run in with uh, Marshall's clothes, top dollar and his boys with Isaiah Scott. Yeah. Um, hit row, hit row, hit row. Thank you. It wasn't coming to me. So you got. Hit Row looks like we're going to get a feud with Hit Row and Yagado del Fantasma, which I think is, I mean, we haven't really seen the other guys wrestle, but, you know, just Santos Escobar and um, Isaiah Swerve Scott should be good. So I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then the other one I had was in that same match was after Dexter Loomis gets knocked out, <laughs> Indy Hartwell comes running down to his rescue and is going to carry him out. <laughs> and she drops him. To which, of course, some fan goes, you dropped him. Because, you know, he had to be part of the fucking show. 
and as she's going to kiss him, Candice LeRae runs out and like knocks her out of the way because she can't let that happen. But the fact that she's got the kissy pucker face like four feet from Dexter Loomis's head, <laughs> ridiculous. And she's just moving in. That was pretty good. Brandon, thoughts? I agree. Yeah, the, those two things that you just covered was what stood out to me. Uh, if we watch 17, 18 hours of wrestling in a week, this NXT was the 18th hour. So mm -hmm. um, something's really got to jump out for me to to be interested at this point. Not too much of it did this week, but uh, I enjoyed both those segments. What else you got, Chris? So we had uh, Ember Moon uh, wrestled uh, Dakota Kai. Ember Moon is going to enforce Ember's Law. Now, I don't know if you know what Ember's Law is, but Ember's Law is revenge will be extracted tenfold on her opponent. And she loses. She loses. If Chris wasn't spicy when he flicked this on, as soon as Ember Moon busts out in the first ten seconds, that really added another X to the X. Um, Wait, Ember's Law? Isn't Amber's Law like when no, a child's Amber's, abducted? That's an Amber Alert. Amber Alert. Amber Alert. Law oh, okay. is the law that made the Amber Alert come through. Okay. Ember's Law is revenge will be extracted tenfold. Lose. <laughs> <laughs> but this ends up bringing Gia Lee out to challenge Raquel Gonzalez. She comes up to Raquel Gonzalez's chest. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. I fucking love it, man. Um, I mean, like, it doesn't make any sense because it's like, uh, she's just like, fuck it, I'm going to challenge. But Raquel Gonzalez is like, bring it on. Let's do this. I'm a fan. We, Brandon, yeah. thoughts. Brandon, go ahead. I I use Ember's Law when I bet on sports. I, if you lose, you just, oh, well, I'll just exact revenge tenfold the next time. And it, it doesn't matter how big the hole gets. I will always exact <laughs> revenge tenfold eventually. <laughs> so I could appreciate where she's coming from. Chris, good. I was speaking of sports, a guy, one of the reasons why I'm annoyed, I was driving down my street, and there's a guy down the street has been painting his house. It's fucking Eagles colors. Hey, man. Yeah, G-I-S <laughs> Eagles. And I looked at the green, and I was like, I don't know if I like that green. I think I do. Oh, no. And it was the windows were black. All right, I'm done. So let's move on. Another <laughs> thing birds. to add it to my Go annoyance. Birds. Go birds. Go birds. Uh, yeah, so um, we talked about this is, last is week. Is this door like the big blow-up? Uh, eagle's head that they come out of the tunnel. <laughs> no, not yet. But I will tell you this. I wouldn't have noticed, but as I was driving past, I saw the color. And then I looked and he had like a, because I guess they haven't moved into the house yet. And there was like kind of a beat up Eagle's mailbox kind of leaning against the wall. So I guess it's just something that you would put mail in before they move in, they get their mailbox installed. And I saw it, and I looked, and it clicked, and I was like, oh, you motherfucker. He's got to have a eagle's <laughs> like, house. the fuck up. Um, Could you imagine, Chris is checking his phone. Could you imagine being a grown-ass? No, he's, he's turning off the... Uh, Could you imagine being a grown-ass man who just commits his entire life to a sports team? Uh, Brandon, you bleed green. You tell me, man. Yeah, I... I... I'm like a fair weathered fan, right? Like I, I ride the top fifty percent. I'm here for all the good times and none of the bad times. That's I got good, no problem. That's, I got that's, the, way I problem yeah, that's the way I am. That's excellent. I watch them but, win, uh, and when they lose, I go, ah, I still gotta wake up for work tomorrow. What else you got, Chris? Chris, Chris would um, you say that that guy took out Ember's Law on, uh, <laughs> on his, on his house? Someone hey, took Daddy, out the yes, Eagles. Out I gotta look at it. 
Someone took out the Eagles mailbox and he exacted revenge tenfold. Tenfold. I'll paint the whole place. Wait, yo, wait till my wife sees it. Wait until he installs wings that flap on the sides of his house. Maybe it's probably that guy with the fucking helmet with the bird on it. Oh, that dude. No, no, several fucking eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm getting like five Eagles fans mixed up together. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll let the no, anyway, Who cares? Let's move on. So, um, yeah, Jim, you and I talked about about this last week, and you know, maybe it was because I was so fucking annoyed. I am finally ready to announce that I've hit the fucking wall after 40 years of the fucking WWE wrestler uh, announcer dynamic. I can't fucking deal with it anymore. Yes, sir. It's fucking atrocious with the fucking heel announcer. Get rid of it. And they never will. No. It's going to be like that forever with the fucking, he's doing this. He's just, he didn't cheat. It's just like, you know, give him a reason why. Like Jesse used to give him a reason. Jesse Ventura. Yeah. Why he did it. Jesse Ventura. Sorry. Used to give you a reason. Oh, maybe he was trying to do this and that happened. Not just not seeing it. And then just straight up insulting your fucking coworkers. I think he said the one, the, neither of them had any honor. You two have, you two have no honor. <laughs> fucking jerk off. I'm so sick of that, dude. Um, what else you got? We get, we get, <laughs> what's that? What else you got? This is good. Keep going. We get the shitty wrestler tournament. Um, handsome Jiro loses to some Australian guy. Uh, I have thoughts on this. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So this is the up, and, up and coming tournament. Mm-hmm. Breakout. Breakout tournament. Breakout tournament. Breakout. Yeah. Okay. So Ikimanjiro, who I was lucky enough to see in Cork and Hall, thank you very much. Um he is legitimately pretty young. This he, Duke he looks like he's this like, Duke he, fucking Hudson. First of all, Duke Hudson? Who the fuck said that? What is that name? Duke Nukem. That would be better, but Capcom owns it. <laughs> also his wrinkled ass fucking face. How old is this motherfucker? Yeah. You know he's got Vince written all over him. The guy's like fucking 6'5 and all muscles. That guy stinks. He's Australian. He's out in the sun all day. Breakout. Oh, I might. My leather ass, my leathery skin's going to make me look like I'm 70 years old. That's not a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that was fucking terrible. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, when you have a breakout star match and one of the wrestlers is clearly more interesting than the other one and then they lose, you're just like, well, what the fuck is makes these people a breakout star? That's right, dude. This guy's fuck. fucking boring. He's got a stupid name. Duke. Duke Hudson. Dude. Out of the list that they gave him, he said that's, that's the coolest he, one. What else was there? Picked. King Delaware River? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Tell her fucking stupid. This pisses me off. Maybe I'm just personally offended because Ikki Minjiro's fun. And Duke Hudson. Yo, Ikki Minjiro is like, yo, I thought it was stupid, but here's the deal. He's new. He's refreshing. That's who should win this tournament. Yeah. Not fucking, I look like yeah. it's 1962 and I'm a You know what he looks like? He looks like a shave. Like, Duke Hudson looks like a shaved-ass fucking uh, the Scottish guy on fucking Raw. That's what he looks like. Except Duke Hudson hasn't been fucking, wrestling for 20 years. Fucking, what's his name? Drew McIntyre? McIntyre. Boo McIntyre? Just say Duke McIntyre. <laughs> oh, it's his cousin. <laughs> fucking stupid. This really pissed me off. That's fair, yeah. I even took the time to look up what an icky man was, what that meant. I yeah, learned something. Whole... I'm interested. Handsome man. The handsome boys. He's a cool, cool guy. And then 
I see the other guy. I'm just like, mm. and, and Dorcas Malorcas. Look how manly I am with my fucking crow's feet. I'm a breakout. Fucking wrinkled ass. I hate this fucking, guy. Fucking puke muds in, dude. <laughs> Good. Continue. What else? Are you ready? Anything good? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Adam Cole comes out, talks some shit. Bronson Reed comes out. Nah, I don't fucking care anymore. Yeah, I don't care either. I don't know why. I don't let's let's move on to the main event because the main event is right. actually interesting. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So, uh, Karrion Cross uh, gets the win over Johnny Gargano. Um, it's I think the match you would expect with Karrion Cross and Johnny Gargano. Um, Gargano gets all his awesome shit in. I know I rag on Gargano, but it's just because it's you, they beat you over the head with him in NXT. Um, but there's a reason why everybody likes him, and you see it in this match. You know, uh, like I said, Karrion Cross gets the win. Then he goes on the wrong, loses to a 45 year old ex drug paint face dude. Yeah, he so, uh, he was on Raw and he lost to um, uh, Hardy. Matt, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy. No, not Matt. Jeff, Jeff. who gives Jeff a shit? Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Person. I mean, I get what's going on there, but more, we'll talk about that in a second. Let's just. Yeah, I mean, but I, I thought this was a really good match. There was a lot of opportunities. Like one of those situations I always talk about where you really thought Johnny Gargano was going to win a few times. I do have some opinions on that. Um, it ends up with Cross winning after he hits Gargano with fucking Saito suplex and just takes his fucking head off. Mm-hmm. Um, after the match, uh, we get a face-off with him and, and um, Samoa Joe, who was the special referee. We didn't say that. Right. A- and Samoa Joe walks away, and Karrion Cross puts him in the, and I'm going to say it again, the fucking stupidest sleeper hold I've ever seen in my fucking life. Is he holding his Bluetooth speaker in his ear? I don't. Well, so here's my problem with it. It's not that that's not how you put a rear naked choke on somebody. It looks stupid. It doesn't look good. It looks stupid. It looks fucking terrible. It looks like he doesn't really have, he looks like he's struggling more to hold that on than they look like they're struggling not to pass out. Right. Brandon, it's thoughts. fucking Brandon. terrible. Brandon, good. Uh, not too much, man. I was like, thought it was pretty clear what was going to happen here. Gargano is going to win, hold down NXT. Cross is moving on to the main roster. That'll be his only loss in NXT. And they don't. They they save that for for Jeff Hardy. It's a hard hitting match. You, you mentioned it. Cross is going nuts. Uh, somewhat silly. A decent NXT main event, but I'll definitely we'll forget about it in two weeks. <clears throat> Yeah, um, a fun match, but yeah, like you said, it doesn't mean anything. I, is he going to fight Samoa Joe eventually? I don't know. He's on the main roster now. We may never see him again. They may do a tournament for his title. I don't know. But yeah, to, Chris, so, to Chris's point, Karrion Cross went on to the Raw. He faced Jeff Hardy, and he lost in like a roll-up or something. I forget what he did. I'm not as, uh, you know, I don't give a shit about the main roster, but I wouldn't be as upset as some people are. It's just like, whatever, it's up with Vince, it's a reset anyway. Yeah. None of it matters. Well, people are saying, oh, well, he just obviously doesn't think too much NXT. Doesn't matter. It's a reset, bro. Those motherfuckers up on that watching that are in the stadium watching fucking Raw, they don't watch NXT. They don't give a fuck about NXT. The same 700,000 people watch NXT. Can I, uh... Can I throw something your way? I want to hear your opinion. Hey, go ahead. You can throw right. it as long as it's not your So, job. we are on video call here, so maybe. Um, he should have lost. 
Carrying Cross, there were so many run-ins between him and Samoa Joe, okay, that if one of those run-ins causes a sneaky Gargano win, now you have a fucking reason for him to attack Samoa Joe other than I just don't like you. And also it gives you Johnny Gargano with a fucking belt who's unbearable with a belt. Right, he's a weasel. Yeah, so I think that they miss look. This is just my opinion. I think that they missed an opportunity as I knocked down everything on my desk. I think they just missed an opportunity to tell a better story because this is essentially a big dick contest as opposed to you actually fucking did something to me that I didn't like. You caused me to lose my belt to this little twerp, this weasel, and now I have to go after you. Right. Instead, like you said, it's like a – now it's and, just you don't tell me what to do. I tell yeah, you what to do. Yeah, and now it's now it's a pissing boring. contest. And also more to the point that I was like we were talking about before. Now not only are you, but now you're bringing that title up to another league and, and, and losing to the lawnmower, backyard fucking fucking drone with the fucking <laughs> dirt bike ramps and. I mean, like, come on, dude. You're losing in the – you got him losing. He goes up and he loses to, loses to fucking down with the sickness of his, uh, on his that, fucking debut. I don't get it. It's just so I, weird. I mean, I, I get it. Then he's, he's – Karrion Cross is going to beat the shit out of uh, Jeff Hardy. The problem is that they've built up on Raw Jeff Hardy as the guy that eats every pin in every match that he's in now. So it's like – Right, and then he beats a guy that that's a champion somewhere right, else. It's, somewhere else. Look, I, I get it really doesn't fucking matter. It's it just also like when you – Try but to understand. If you think of it that way, if you think of it that way as well, it's like he came up there with the belt too. No, that's what I'm saying. He had so the belt around like, his waist. He's not advertising very well to, um, I don't know, fucking Cletus from Kansas, who doesn't watch NXT, <laughs> that he he needs to go fucking out of his way and watch it. You know what I mean? Instead, it's like, oh, he's losing from that lose show. I'm not watching that shit. Oh, where's my goat? I want to fuck it. Brandon fucks. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say well said, but uh, there at the end there we took we took a bit of a, sor- a swerve, but you get uh, Chris swerve. pretty much nailed it. There's there's two fucking things you could have done. You got the Johnny Gargano storyline and make sense if Cross comes back, and I completely agree with everything that you said about the reset. But does it do? Is it good for anyone's career or their interest in being on TV to get rolled up by Jeff Hardy in their first match? If I'm a kid watching that, I'm immediately. Just like, well, this guy fucking stinks. Jeff Hardy loses to everybody. But I get, I get it. But like I said, under, none of it matters. As us analyzing it, being the experts that we think we are, it yeah. makes no sense. But if you take a look at it, and you say, it's he's going to Raw. This is going to happen. Then it's it's the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> Rich people are gonna fly please. away to outer space, and poor people ain't got homes. You know what I mean? Like it's the world. <laughs> none of it makes any fucking sense, but it's gonna happen. <laughs> And then they changed the fucking headline on a newspaper that they owned. Yeah. Chris, thoughts? You all right there? Uh, I'm still laughing about Cletus fucking his goat. Mm. <laughs> Cletus is, you know, he's having a party in Kansas. Hey, that's our, that's our target audience, man. <laughs> yes. All right, any final thoughts on XD? You got anything else to add, Chris? No, I don't. No. Brandon? No. Nah, I don't have anything. No. All right, let's move on. Uh, I was going to cover the Stardom show, and I wanted you guys to watch it, but it's kind of slipped my mind since it happened like three weeks ago. 
and uh, someone went on a vacation uh, <laughs> and abandoned hey, us all. Was it me? Uh, <laughs> us all. Hey, um, fuck you guys. Man. No, that's all right. You had fun. You're allowed to. No, it's good. I'm glad your mom had. No, you know, that. you know what's funny? I actually would have. No, wanted. actually, I'm mad because I had to watch Stardom for like 12 hours and we never spoke watched, about it. I watched that's it. Right. It was fucking awesome. What are you talking about? No, it, it, you could have watched Raw. Well, no. Oh, Brandon, the, the, I don't know if Brandon knows this, but last week I watched the stardom matches. And then during my watching the Japanese commentated start, stardom matches, as they walked past the English commentators, which I didn't know were there, I heard them talking and said, wait, I could be watching this in fucking English. Yeah. But it was at the end of like the third video. <laughs> I just pushed through it. I wouldn't say there's anything that you have to go out of your way to watch as a listener. I would say maybe that tag match. That was pretty damn good. And poor Natsuko got hurt. And I firmly believe yeah. that Natsuko was winning the title. She blew her knee out. She's out for like mm. eight to nine months or whatever it is, ACL. That was a me. weird – I've never seen that like that. Like, you know, I mean, I'm, look, I've never seen it like – because through watching a lot of sports in my life, I've never seen that. Right, it was a double stop on the ring apron. That was it. Yeah, but it was just like, you know, you don't you don't see – it was just a weird injury. Yeah. You know, shame. And I, and I actually thought for a while, by the way she went down – I thought that it was work. Right. And then I was like, oh, this isn't work. Yeah, and then she was just like bawling, crying. I could just – I don't know. I just It seemed to be lining up that she was going to win this title here. And it's a shame because she really built up her character. And, you know, Brandon missed us talking about Bailey too, and I wanted to talk about them together. It's like two people that, like, built their character up during the fucking pandemic. And, yeah. and they both get hurt when it's time to actually make some money. You know what I mean? And go on, a, go on tour and shit. It fucking blows. Brandon, thoughts? You can talk about Bailey too. Yeah, it sucked. I, she, I mean, she rocked for the first ten minutes or so. It kind of reminded me of uh, when I was ramping up with New Japan a couple years ago, and and Hiromu broke his neck because you're mm-hmm. like, I'm really getting into this person, and, and the moment that I'm, you know, really interested there, they go for an extended period of time. As soon as she, as soon as she fell, I, I don't know. I know Chris said he wasn't sure, but as soon as she fell, I winced and I was like, "Ooh!" Yeah, you saw the like, ankle when the knee slide, and I'm right, like, oh, ankle God. knee slide, and her back went like in a weird angle. Yeah. I watched the I watched the match back, and she does this thing where she sits on the top rope while she waits because she's a grumpy heel, and she's waiting for the baby face to come to the ring. And it looked like she might have tweaked it just jumping off the top rope, like she kind of squats on the top rope. It looked like like she jumped from the jumped to the ring. It looked like she tweaked it a little bit. She went really low. In a low squat when she landed, and then like walked forward, and maybe that might have aggravated it, and then eventually, that's a shame, you know. But you know, well, I guess that's part of it. You know, one of the things because I know a lot of guys who have had those injuries, and one of the things I understand from it is that it's not even a lot of times when you get them, people will just assume that you get a devastating injury, you're in a ton of pain. Right. And you know, I mean, I've had sprains um, for getting like heel hooked, and and you kind of just feel a pop. And you get the more experienced guys who've had these issues and they've torn these ligaments and they just do it. And then they go, oh, I know what that was. Right. There's no screaming in pain. There's just fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's probably what she probably if you like you said, she went down. If that was the case, you could do that and then go, oh, I'm all right. Yeah, I think, I think you know she's, you ain't. Yeah, she was in tears and the people bring cyber tears and uh Utami, who was in the ring, was in tears. And you could tell that the kind of that the reason why she was so upset was because this was her big push. You know what I mean? Like, she worked so hard to get here. And it, I just have a, a feeling she was winning the title. Just with 
Momo was on the fucking was on the commentary. I don't know. It just it's a vibe. It's it's a guess. I don't know any inside information. I'm just a dude from Philadelphia to watch the Japanese women wrestling. Let's move on though. Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, their Wrestle Slam in Tokyo Dome card came out. Uh, it's happening on Sunday. I'm gonna go through this card. And you tell me if you're excited about any of this. Here we go. Ready? Oh. I'm not really setting you up for any this ridiculousness except for maybe the opening match was the king of pro wrestling 2021 match the new japan rambo with handcuffs as voted on twitter your options were you can vote with people are in the ring in handcuffs or blindfolded 76.3 percent went with handcuffs i have no idea the the rambo is basically a rumble we don't know who's going to be in it except for toriano the number of entrants and the people involved have not been announced yet. Does this excite you, Chris? Yes. I'm very excited. Brandon, no? They fucked this up again. They, yes, they did. New Japan is trying to go into the online world and let the fans decide what they want to see, and they picked the wrong thing again. We were supposed to do the everything is evil dark match. They voted against that. Now you got you could have had every a rumble where everyone's blindfolded and you you didn't do it. You do handcuffs. What's the matter instead? with these people? I don't get it, man. Get these people blindfolded. Next up, <laughs> IWGP. Get these boys blindfolded. IWGP uh, Junior Heavyweight Tag Championship. The champs are El Fantasmo and Taiji Ichimori versus. The super coaches of Rocky Romero and Risuke Taguchi. Shit's about to get horny. Chris, thoughts? Next. Brandon? Okay. Next up. IWGP Heavyweight Championship match. The Junior Heavyweight Championship match. El Desperado is the champ. He's defending against Robbie Eagles. I'll move on. Next up, special singles match. Special singles match. Now, this is where it starts to get fucking juicy. Special singles match. We got Jeff Cobb versus Kazuchika Okada. Jeff Cobb had one of the best matches for Wrestle Kingdom. Chris, thoughts? That's something I watched. Jeff, Jeff Cobb, despite his uh, theories on the shape of the planet, uh, is he's an entertaining. Is he a flat earther? Yeah. yeah, wasn't he on Jericho talking about being a flat earther? Jeff Cobb? I don't remember. I think he, I think he was. Do what we go. Yeah, go to your Google, because, you know, I can't Google anything because my fan will go on and ruin the podcast. (laughs) They did a spot. (laughs) One of the tag matches in the build to this, Kazuchika Okada does the dropkick. And when he goes to do the dropkick, Jeff Cobb caught him and did a tour tour of the islands on him. It was fucking impressive. Brandon, is Jeff Cobb a flat earther? I'm trying to read this quickly, but... uh... (laughs) I would say he's more of a flat earth sympathizer. Okay. He says uh, on the Jericho podcast, flat earthers make valid points. We were told from when we were kids, this is what it is. This is how it goes. This is red. This is blue, whatever, whatever. But like, I don't know myself. Like I've never flown in a rocket, a ship, a rocket ship up there, looked down and said, this is a square. This is a circle. We don't know. We don't know. And then he, he follows up a few minutes later and says, I'm not the brightest person in the world. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so he's the, so he's not a flat earther. I don't want to I don't want to tag him with that. If that's his, whenever I think whenever wait, you tag, he did say blue and red. Maybe he's a blue pill red per, pill person. Maybe he's QAnon. Maybe oh. watch the Matrix. Okay, that's possible. 
Let's move on. Oh, Brandon, what do you think about this match? We can be excited about this. Uh, I, I, I'm definitely not going to stay up to watch it based off of those <laughs> first three, so I'm going to wait for you to, to to sift through the rest of this for me and determine okay, what's, what's worth watching. Tag Team Championship match, heavyweight. Uh, the champs are, believe it or not, I know we haven't been paying attention or talking about it, Naito and Sonata, the most boring man in, in professional wrestling, Sonata. They're defending against the guys they beat, Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr., who are probably the most exciting tag team that New Japan has had in a long time. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Like all those guys, but not in that. Not in that. Uh, I'll tell you, Naito and Z- versus Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi sounds fun. Sonata in any combination does not sound fun whatsoever. He's so fucking boring. I know, Brandon. Brandon, you like Sonata, correct? Mike, Mike, Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think by boring, you meant to say most handsome man. Well, man that is true. Like, he is very sexy. I'm not going to take that I'll away. Check from it him. out. I'm not as down on on Sonata. I like all those guys. Just... All right. How about the heavyweight championship match? The champ in his first title defense, Shingo Takage versus the challenger, former god, now just demigod, Kota Ibushi. Now this is juicy. That's juicy a match. Shit. That's juicy. Yeah. Thoughts? I'll bring yeah. a guy at thoughts. All of a sudden, we went from a, a zero to a hundred here. Now, now I'm kind of fucking pumped up on this. That that uh, those are two of my favorite guys of all time. So, Chris, good. That just coming out, just you telling me that it has the. Uh, I'm getting the whiff of possible match of the year right there. Yeah, right. Um, one. It thing could that, suck. We don't know, but you know. Hard. I doubt it. There's, they, you they, understand. They you just know show it. up. They I, just show up to the ring, and it's a three star. Well, yeah, say so. I, I'm just, I'm just saying, it's, 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 it, it might not be. It's not guaranteed, but you can, I could see I mean, it. They could being... die. They could die in the ring. Um, Boucher has been sick. What if? Hold on. What if? For the last month, so I don't know what's going to go on. What if they died, but in their death, it also caused Bill Goldberg to die? Would that be worth it? Yes. Okay. No, because so you you're getting rid of two of the best for the fucking dud that is Bill Goldberg. I'm asking you, Jim. Uh, yeah, you I'm have asking, and I'm, strong feelings. I'm about arguing Goldberg. with myself. Am I allowed to? You have very strong Jim. feelings about Goldberg, Jim. I do. I do. When you were a kid, you were in front of the TV like. <sighs> a kid. Bill Goldberg? Bill Goldberg. And then you turn around and the other TV had the never-ending story playing. The never-ending story. <laughs> you were like, it sounds, very, oh, it sounds amazing, but I think I was 20 years old. When... <laughs> You're older than that. <laughs> all right. Does this excite you at all? I'm not going to make you guys watch it. You'll have to watch the main event, I'm sure. I'll watch the main event. That'd probably yeah. be awesome. Yeah. I think that's the only, the only match I'm going to watch, too. All right. Let's go into our retro. Brandon picked this two weeks ago. Our wrestling retro rewind from NXT Takeover Brooklyn. Uh, it's from August twenty second of twenty fifteen. You can find this on the WWE Network of all places. Tyler Breeze versus Jushin Thunder Liger. I think the match is only about ten minutes, but it's a lot of fun. Brandon, why don't you launch off into this? When was the last time you watched this before uh, we picked it? Have you watched it recently? I watched it probably, I guess, like 2018. I, when I was really started ramping up with New Japan, it was just kind of one of those things that you feel like people don't talk talk about enough. You're just like, how the fuck did that happen? How weird is this? Right. 
uh, it's the first NXT TakeOver event outside of Orlando. They opened the show. Tyler Breeze coming out looking awesome. The reason we picked this because you know, Tyler Breeze somehow got this insane spot, almost cooler than winning a title. But And they just cut his ass. So, yeah. But uh, he, he looks awesome here. And then probably just the coolest looking dude of all time comes out. The, the Ageless Wonder, Jushin Thunder Liger. Uh, I thought this is pretty pretty sweet that WWE reached out to New Japan, asked if he would come over as a special guest. Uh, pretty much never see them reaching across the aisle like that. Never. Unless they're trying to purchase you. So it shows you how special this this guy is for wrestling. Um, watching the match, you know, it's pretty pretty standard. Reminded me, damn, I forget that uh, Tyler Breeze is actually as good as he was or or is. Uh, the, you don't realize I didn't realize totally Liger's 50 years old in this when I first watched it, mm -hmm. which is just bananas. He's uh, you got his moves down so smoothly, so slick. He, you know, he could just do it year after year, decade after decade, still hit all his beats. And uh, you know, the match immediately sets a high floor for the event, which is like what you want from an opener in my mind at all times. The first match you're immediately walking there going at knowing that if you leave and everything else was OK, you're like, well, I saw something I'll never forget. They can only go up from here. So, Chris, thoughts? Yeah, so a couple of things that you, like we forget when you watch this match is number one, Tyler Breeze at that point was on fucking fire. Yep. Like he could do no wrong. This might have been and, his last uh, match on the main on in NXT. It so. may have yeah. until he ended up coming back, but you may be right because then he popped up and they stuck him with Summer Rae, and it looked like it was going to go somewhere, and it went nowhere. Yep. Nowhere. Um, Jushin Liger, um, you know, I remember we speculated that he was probably going to, they wanted to put him in the hall of fame. Let's get him familiar with some newer fans that are probably aren't familiar with him. Um, cause he was in WCW pretty hard, uh, in the early days, um, of the Bischoff years, uh, long before I, I believe he was actually the opening, he was in the opening match of Monday Nitro against Brian Pillman on the first Monday Nitro. Hmm. Um, he, uh, you know, like I think you hit it. Uh, you know, it was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, they both played off each other really well. Uh, not only was it a big deal for them to grab somebody from New Japan, active guy from New Japan, and bring him over, but he wins, which never happens. Right. I know the Japanese are very very serious about that. They always have been. Where if talent comes over, they don't do the job. It's very difficult for them to do that. Um, uh, a lot of people have always said that. But, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a great way to start a pay-per-view. This is the pay-per-view that I believe ended with the Iron Man match or the – right? So this was a big deal. This was a big – I should pay-per-view. It's a takeover. But this one was a big deal. I don't remember the rest of the card, but I, I, I do remember. There was a lot of good matches on this, and I enjoyed I it. it in front of me. Go ahead. All right, well, it didn't end with the uh, – it was a singles match. It wasn't the uh, – It was the, the first one match. which stomping yeah. on a hand. So the, the card was the vaudevillains of Aiden English and Simon Gotch with blue pants defeat Blake and Murphy with Alexa Bliss. Yes. Apollo Crews defeats the Tenman, Ty Dillinger. Samoa Joe defeats Baron Corbin via technical submission. We get Bailey versus Sasha Banks, probably the greatest WWE NXT match or women's match of all time. And... The main event was Finn, Va Finn Valor. Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens in a ladder match for the NXT Championship. So there you go. That opened it up, and it was all – it stayed hot, I guess, except for probably 10 minutes match. Nobody probably cheered. No, that's where you – yo, you need a popcorn match. Yep, you do. You need a break. 
And at the time, the vaudevillains were hot. Yeah, they were. Blue you Pants know? was hot. Blue Pants was hot. <laughs> now she's the librarian. Jeez. Oh, Let's see. Hold on. Wait. Ready? Um, one. Two. Two of these people are in. Only two of them. I thought it was going to be more than that. Two of them are in AEW now. Very interesting. <laughs> but anyway, back to the match. I, I love this match. I thought it was a big deal. Chris, you saw uh, Juice and Thunder Liger this weekend, that pad, that weekend of the show, didn't you, up in Coney Island? Was that that year? The year with the... Uh... I don't know if he was on that card. I know he did three shows over this weekend. Two in New York, and I think he did no. one in Philly. Yeah, I don't. I'll be honest with you. I do not remember. Right. I don't know. I just thought I'd bring it up. But I was wrong. Good choice, though. This is a fun match. Quick, fast, RIP, Tyler Breeze. He's dead to us. That's right. Rest in peace. And, uh, and, you know, for a podcast that can sit there and overanalyze and talk about how you can see everything fucking coming, that's not something that I, I really ever thought I would see. So No, no way. It can happen. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to uh, next week's retro. So Paul Orndorff passed away. Brandon, you're not very familiar with Paul Orndorff, are you? What's your first memory of Paul Orndorff? My first memory of Paul Orndorff was the YouTube video of him talking uh, to a psychic that appeared to be dressed as a poodle. <laughs> Chris, what's the psychic's name? His name Dan Spivey. Is... No, not Dan, Dan Spivey. No, 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 no. Gary Spivey. Gary Spivey. He's it's Gary t- Spivey of the Psychic Friends Network. <laughs> he used to do infomercials late night. Mm-hmm. This was our life, coming home from drinking in the woods. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's what we did. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to cover a bunch of Orndorff stuff. So... Chris had rattled off a bunch of stuff, and then we talked about it. We were laughing a bunch. So uh, here's what we're going to watch. We're going to watch the segment of Rowdy Roddy Piper in the gym from WrestleMania 1. We're going to watch Orndorff in the gym, which is another amazing one. Which is probably one of the greatest things in wrestling history. It's amazing. Then we're going to watch Hulk Hogan versus Paul Orndorff, Saturday Night Main Event from April 10th, 1986. And finally, we'll end it with the way I will always remember Paul Orndorff with a smile on my face and a bellow in my belly, his skinny-ass pin arm, and getting his neck stinger where he's practicing in the middle of the ring at WCW. So that's the things to look up if you want to watch along with us. Piper in the gym, WrestleMania 1. Orndorff in the gym. Hogan versus Orndork. Orndork. Saturday Night Main Event from uh, April, <laughs> April 10th, 86. That's on um, Daily Motion. And uh, Orndorff's Injury WCW. It'll pop up. I think it's like, I forget the description on YouTube. It's like. I think it's when wrestling goes bad or when something. wrestling goes bad. And we're going to talk about that next week. So. And just, just, just to frame this out. Now, when you watch this video where he freezes in the ring. <laughs> Understand that he's not a young man. He's got the pin arm from the nerve damage. He is in tremendous shape. Yeah, he is with that skinny-ass arm. That skinny-ass arm is so fit. And there is no fucking reason why this didn't be working a match in the late 90s. No way. 
He's doing he's doing all kinds of fast moves with younger guys. He's ducking uh, shit. We're gonna, we'll talk uh, about it next week. We'll talk about it next week. Ridiculous. So good. Yeah. All right. Um, AW. Brandon, what do you got for AW? It was Fighter Fest night one. Fighter Fest night one. <laughs> I kind of get into a little bit. I fucking love this episode. It was amazing. They got me. Good. Nice. Yeah, they, they they were doing something here. I don't know what they were doing, but they were doing something. We got Team that's, Taz. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. That was that's funny. You guys said that because I usually will watch it on second two speed during certain matches, and I was watching this one, and I was like, holy shit! I just watched the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Let's start with uh yeah. Let's just start at the beginning, I guess, because most of this was pretty good. Uh, the, Moxley def- defending the IWGP US title. Against Carl Anderson, who did look as bad as I thought he was going to look for this kind of match against Moxley. Uh, highlight of this shit for me is Eddie Kingston immediately not messing with Luke Gowles and just cracking him with a lead pipe. Yes, he goes nowhere with a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> that, he, that he then promptly drops and starts hitting him with fists. Yeah, it didn't make any sense, but I still loved it. It was great. It was still good. I still enjoyed yeah. it. Instead of murdering him, yeah. he was just like, you know what, maybe I won't kill him. This I'll time. just maim him. <laughs> I'll just crack his skull. I won't cave it in. Go ahead, Brandon. Just one for the crowd, you know. You're immediately starting off the show. Just one pipe shot to, to send some electricity through the building and then move on. Well, but uh, It makes sense, though. These guys are constantly involved in everybody else's matches. Take that fucking dude out. Right. Don't wait. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. The match was what it was. It, you know. Two guys their age kind of working the way that they work, but it didn't look bad. Moxley defends the, the title, so. Any thoughts on this one? Are we good to move on? Yeah, we're good. I mean, it's. Well, I just want to point out one thing I noticed. Go ahead. During this match. So the, the match starts. He comes out. Everybody goes crazy. He, uh, Dean Ambrose, um, John Moxley. Moxley comes out. Everybody's going nuts. Wild Thing's playing. Some fucking drunk douche is so drunk and trying to capture it on his phone that he completely misses the fact that Moxley is eight inches from him. And he's like, oh, he ducks under his arm and starts doing his shit behind him. And he's still pointing the camera at the fucking ring. He also, the one guy, I think it's the same guy, but he has um, his beer in his hand. And he spit. There were so many spilled beers in this fucking show. People just spilling beer all over the fucking place. Can I just say twenty dollar beers at whatever fucking venue they were at? Go ahead. They were outside of Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you go to a show, whether it be a concert or a wrestling show, whatever it is, those videos that you take, I have news for you. You're never going to fucking watch them. No, and no one else Enjoy is either. Enjoy it in the fucking moment. Just watch it. I we were watching. I was watching something. Was it Money in the Bank or whatever it was? And I said to Jim, I got they're watching through their fucking phones. Meanwhile, the shit is happening right in front of them. Yes. Fucking boxing six inches from me. I'm so drunk. I'm filming an empty ring. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Brandon. <laughs> uh, and it was good to see Carl Anderson actually work. Yeah, he hasn't had. Remember much of when a he used to do that in New Japan? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was in the um, G1 final, and I forget what year it was. He was great during his first run before he went Bullet Club. Yep. Go ahead, Brandon. 
I've been somewhat humored by the FTW title. It's, it doesn't really serve a purpose, but I, I got somewhat of a kick out of it now just serving as this uh, thing that only exists within Team Taz. And if they need to settle a beef, they just put the, the FTW belt on the line and go from there. Um, yeah, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks are facing off for it to, to squash a beef. And you should have known immediately that Ricky Starks was taking that belt when you see the rest of Team Taz come out in Ricky Stark style fashion. Mm-hmm. Powerhouse Hobbs has the uh, overalls with only one strap on and that's but that's what we get. They interfere with Brian Cage. Uh Ricky Starks does kick out of like an F five, but this was you know, this is pretty good. Their crowds into it. They're moving at this point. Um not too much else to say about that one. But they we get uh apparently the first singles match of their careers between Christian Cage and Matt Hardy. Which Hold on, before I, we move on, before we move on Chris, thought, uh, before we move on, Chris, thoughts on that match? Yeah, I do have thoughts on this match. It was good. I enjoyed it. Ricky Starks has been awesome. Uh, I didn't. It's funny you say that because I don't watch enough of this or pay enough, enough attention to this to know to have noticed that they were dressed in Ricky Starks style. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you this. Uh, I since he's shown up on on AEW, uh, I mean, it's been a year now, just about if not more. Brian Cage just, to me, just seems like he's just going through the fucking motions, man. Right. He needs. Like, he, he actually needs this loss. He needs to get yeah, away from like, this. Yeah, like he doesn't seem like if you remember. All right, so my only, my only, um, my my only experience with Brian Cage other than AEW has been Lucha Underground. And when he was in Lucha, when they were doing Lucha Underground, he was a fucking just. He was a machine. I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, the guy was fucking amazing. He was intense as fuck. He had that match with Willie Mack that was fucking off the wall. And, you know, since he's been here, like, you know, if you I remember when they gave him the FTW championship, he was just like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. I'm in the background. I'm like, whatever. Taz is talking. I'm just kind of standing here. And then last night during the match last night, it it seems like there's no intense last week. Last week, I'm sorry. No intensity, and I'll be honest with you, seemed like he was fucking gassed real quick. Mm. So I don't know what's going on with that dude. He's maybe he's just collecting a paycheck. Maybe he just is, you know, just gotten into a comfort zone. But you know, he's nowhere near the 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 the, the uh, performer that I remember seeing in uh, in uh, Lucha Underground. Brandon, anything else? Yeah, I could yeah I, I could imagine that the there's a significant portion of that locker room or wherever it is that isn't uh, in the best of spirits after this was going to be their big shot to uh, prove what they're worth. Then the roster continually grows by a few people a week and just slowly becomes less and less uh, airtime, especially in bigger spots. So yeah. And, and, and you, that, you, that's to, to your point, it's like, Oh, well this company, I'm going to get some time. I'm going to get looked at. They're going to give me an opportunity. Oh, yeah, you're on YouTube this week. Like, I can do that like, on my own. What the fuck? <laughs> I can get ten. Seriously, you could you could probably get twenty dudes, you know, twenty men and women, uh, all pitch in, buy a wrestling ring, get a hard cam and insurance, and do it in your fucking backyard, and you will get you'll be on YouTube. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's move on. Yeah. Christian Cage and Matt Hardy face off in what just quickly turned into like a 
15 minute match where it was just kicking out of finishers. This was, uh, I watched a lot of UFC and this is like the end of the prelims where they bring out the, the veteran who's not in any title contention. It's like, but he, you get to at least say you saw Robbie Lawler, Carlos Condit fight once. Doesn't really matter, but um, in that spot it worked. You know, they're, they're winning fans back there. So, yeah, they, <laughs> they, they, uh, they teased a little heat between uh jungle boy and, and Christian Cage too, which is interesting. I thought he was gonna Christian Cage was just gonna go straight to Omega going forward, but it looks like they're gonna have those two face off, which should be a fun match. Chris, thoughts? I lied when I said I didn't fast forward anything. I fast forwarded this match. <laughs> That's fine, let's move on. Sorry, it just it just dawned on me. Go ahead. Brandon good. It's uh what else? Did you guys did you guys talk about uh fucking Malachi? Last oh yeah, week, it was amazing. His, out. Yeah, his debut was amazing. Tommy Ann? This, yeah. Malachi 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 Tommy Alistair, Ann. Who is that? Alistair, who this is. Alistair, Alistair N, Tommy Alistair. Black. Yeah. We Malachi don't know who this person is. Some Malachi. Go ahead, Brandon. Malachi Smalachi, I think it uh, actually works as the the perfect mid card foil to the the king of all mid carders, <laughs> Cody Rhodes here. Could they you know, they had a little face off. He challenged him to come out. The lights go out. And Cody Roach is wearing a white suit. Malachi's got the black suit on. That's storytelling right there, folks. Yeah. And they, they slug <laughs> it out. <laughs> Yo, on Twitter, they had it like. <laughs> they had it like. Look this at Spy the, versus Spy. This was the depth of intense and interesting storytelling. You didn't notice the subtlety between Cody's white and Malachi's black. Brandon, you just don't get it, Brandon. <laughs> Yo, people are fucking... It's fucking wrestling, y'all. It's stupid. Chris, you didn't get enough credit for oh, that Spy vs. Spy line. Spy vs. Spy reference. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, I got Adam Page is moving along with the the storyline for the title against Omega. The Omega Bucks. This, yeah, I did feel some semblance of release when when the uh, Dark Order, the Elite, when the Dark Order came in, and it wasn't just a total ambush by the Elite, uh, the quote unquote Elite here interfering with everything. But I think this was probably the biggest fuck up of the show. I was very disappointed here. If I had did have one criticism, um, I was really fucking hoping that this was a one and done one huge match thing between Kenny Omega and Adam Page. They face off. There's, like, tension in the air. But instead they do the you-gotta-win-a-match-to-get-a-match thing, which pops the balloon for me. So this is where we're going. If Adam Page doesn't beat Kenny Omega, he doesn't get the title match. So No thoughts. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, and they're, you know, I, I, I see what they have to do. They're short on talent, so they got to fill time. They don't really have many guys on the roster right now, so they got to fill it with <laughs> having the same matches over and over again. I mean, you don't yeah. have enough people to have variety. People people point to this storyline as like AEW telling a long-term linear story that's been building for years. This is them doing something right where Adam Page has lost all of his confidence, and then he's building it back up, and this has been going on since the beginning of the product. If that's what this is, then just execute the one fucking story. We don't need to do the classic win a match to get in a chance to win a second match. Then, yeah. then you can win a match. Then you have to defend it. Then you have to beat him a third time, maybe. Then you then you're really the champion. You're just like, What's the Ugh. point of having this his whatever eighteen and one record if he needs to win a match to get into a match? Doesn't make any fucking sense. Doesn't doesn't somebody run this? Yeah. 
Can't this person? Can, I mean, like seriously, what the fuck is Jack Tunney? Step up and fucking tell him, yo, you are wrestling him. End of story. You need a, I mean, seriously, not to cross over into the real world, but you fucking need a Dana White. Yeah, you do. This is the match. Go. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead, Brandon. And the main event was, uh, like I said before, Ethan Page, this guy, not my kind of guy, but it was fit for the crowd that's there. They, they, you know, they're really into it. This is them recreating some indie spots that I guess are famous to people that are interested in that thing. And Darby Allen's destroying his body for cable TV main events. That's what this is. <laughs> you know, for, for, for it being that, it was a good version of that, but it's not my uh, cup of tea. I really enjoyed this match. I did not because so did of anything except for uh, fucking Darby Allen. Darby Allen's fucking amazing. I agree with you. He doesn't have to be killing himself for fucking Wednesday night television, free television. But Ethan Page stinks. But the, the coffin spot fucking, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great fucking, it looked great. Everything about it was great. I thought it was great. Great, 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 great. Chris, thoughts? So, great match. Massive production guests in this one. Okay, go ahead. Um, the the, was, the mind you, the, I, mind you, I was watching this. What the fuck? What, what day was I watching this? I think it was late night when I watched this. So by the end of this, I was. I don't remember. I was texting you guys. I don't remember when I was watching it. Maybe live. I don't remember. But uh, maybe I was a little, a little in the daze when I was watching. But go ahead. So we have um, Scorpio Sky comes out of the coffin. Uh, he starts assaulting Darby Allen. Sting comes to the rescue. Sting throws Scorpio Sky into the barricade that separates the floor from the risers. The camera can't figure out, the production camera, whoever's in production can't figure out where to focus the camera on uh, Ethan Page taking the turnbuckle apart okay. or yeah. Stinger giving him the slash. And they're going back and forth, and they fucking miss both of them because they miss Stinger, miss the splash. Right. Right? That was one of the sloppiest pieces of production on a television show I've ever seen in my fucking life. Especially when you spend so much time going in picture in picture. Show what Ethan Page is doing. And then come back. And then show us in the bottom of the screen. This is what happened outside the right. ring. Yeah. Right? There was another one, and this was just a silly one, but it actually, no, it wasn't. So he's got the – Darby Allen's got the hook from the turnbuckle, and he's sticking it in Ethan, Ethan Page's mouth and hooking him. Okay, it's great. It's a great little spot. They have it on the camera for, I would say, a good 10 to 15 seconds of him having the hook in his mouth, and the hook is just floating in his mouth. Hmm. He's not hooking anything. That's fine. I wouldn't want that thing in my fucking mouth either. But go to the camera that's further away. Right. Don't go to the camera that's glued to his looking fucking head. Looking down his throat. Looking yeah. down his throat. It was like uh, there was the steel cage match where the cage door was open in WCW, and the camera was on it for like fucking a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, yo, you, these guys just, their production crew is fucking trash. Yeah, it is. It's the, one of the weakest parts of the show. Uh, I'm willing to say the weakest because it's probably the easiest to fix. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Brandon. You don't have egos when it comes to, you don't have performers and what they want to do and how they want to look while they're doing it. Fucking film it in a way that it looks legit. Brandon, good. That's pretty much it. That's all I got. There's a Sammy Guevara squash match. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki shows up. 
a pretty short match, nothing particularly interesting, but I know, you know, we were talking about how we're happy to see that she's back over there working. They need some depth to that, but uh, that's pretty much it for this week. They're, they're getting something going. I think they're, you know, as much as they were uh, putt putting around with at Daly's place, there's, yeah, I, I could see a path forward here. Are we, can I root for Cody Rhodes to die too? Sure. Okay. As many deaths as you want in this world. Uh, I mean, he'd leave his kids, but I mean, Million, yeah, I want Goldberg are, to die, and he's got he's got a chubby kid. Yeah, you know, billionaires are beating it and fucking outer space. You can do it with cowboy hats on. You can do it whatever the fuck you want. Now. I mean, I don't mm. want to hurt anyone's feelings out there. I will say this: the Yuka Sakazaki match. Yes. Uh, there was a great spot in that match where uh, Yuka, Yuka, Yuka Sakazaki. Uh, she hit the suplex. She was underneath the larger pole. Oh my! Oh my God! She hit the suplex. She got the leverage because she was underneath the larger pole. <laughs> she got some strong legs. I'm a big fan of that power out fucking suplex she does. So am I. I'm also a big fan of the internet. Uh, wasn't knowing... the AW fan said that she was green. Ah, uh, she's still green. Yeah, with these motherfuckers. Like that. it's more like this. All right, let's talk about. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what they sound like. Yeah, this um, is me hitting the keys. <laughs> we didn't watch uh, Impact. We're not going to start, but Jay White showed up from New Japan. Does this excite you at all? Good, good brothers won the tag titles too. Brandon, does this excite you that Jay White is working impact? Mind you, um, Japan is a fucking mess right now with COVID, and they have the Olympics going on. Their numbers have ju- doubled. Their no- numbers they're... doubled in Tokyo <laughs> this week, and they're still going to have the Olympics. Yeah. So Jay White's probably not going back. International Olympic Committee um, and the Tokyo Olympic Committee said today that they are not – they still could cancel it. Well, they, they did not say that. I've read the actual article. American and Western media are reporting that that's what they said. Oh, really? They, they asked whether or not it was a possibility that the Olympics could still be canceled. And the minister actually said, at this point, we haven't ruled anything out. That's all they said. Ah, okay. They never said that. That's uh, me they, reading headlines on the right. TV. Again. Yes. Again, that's yes. what that came from. I got you. Okay. Yeah. And the only that's reason I know that is. You look like, stupid. I appreciate it. No, no, no. It's the best of us. Sorry. Kamala is in the building. So, uh, yeah, Jay White's there. I'm not too excited about this. It's good to see Jay White on TV, but I I don't think he'll be properly using any of these companies. So, there you go. Well, you've got to have two people. There's got to be another person for him to wrestle. Who the fuck is he going to wrestle? Yeah, an impact. Who's going to wrestle? Eddie Edwards. Oh, Chris Bay. Do you know Chris Bay, Chris? Chris Bay. Yeah, I know who he is. Chris Bay is now in the Bullet Club. He's with Jay White. So, he's going to stick around at impact for a little while. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Chris Bay's a good. He's good. He's got a good Weasley heel thing going on. What? But what, what did he do indie with the guy? Go ahead, Brandon. Didn't didn't Jay Way attack Juice Robinson? Is that what happened? Juice, I Robinson, Juice Robinson was involved. And they were setting it up. David Finley attacked him after the show. Gotcha. Apparently, went off the air when that happened. They ran over on uh, pay per view time. Yeah. And uh, we this doesn't it. excite me. It doesn't excite me at all. Get back in Japan and go wrestle where I want to see you, where they have basically no foreigners in Japan right now that I'm interested in. This Probably is Eagles. only 
this is only the the pro west pro wrestling world something like this could happen where the legit worst program going could all of a sudden get like the most interesting wrestler dude that we've been watching to just like show up because he's yeah. nothing else going he's got nothing going on he's like i might as well get paid because i can't get back all right what else we got nothing i'm gonna sh- shut this down we'll talk about other stuff next week you guys got anything else you want to add no i think we covered everything yeah um next, next week i'm going down to shore so i don't know if we're gonna have a, <laughs> a what's that go ahead Come on. So uh, you brought it up, but I had a whole thing I wanted to say about this. What's that? Good, good. I okay. wanted to talk about this. Chris okay. Jericho played so, Fox. Si- si- oh, yes, Chris, go ahead. All right. So uh, we didn't talk about it when you did AEW, when you were talking about AEW, but, um, you know, Chris Jericho, in order to get to um, Pinky Ringman, MJF, he has to go through the eight labors of Her- Heracles, or however many they are. Now, I think he's already made it through two. Uh, Labor one was um, uh, publicly threatening to blackball two uh, female wrestlers because they said something you don't like. And Labor number two was successfully playing a concert to 20 people. (laughs) Of the five Labors of Jericho. (laughs) Yeah, it's very funny. I recommend looking up online. Chris Jericho, for some reason, got booked to play a taco festival. And it's it's the it's the latest. was it a taco festival? Yeah, it's a it was a it was a taco festival, and it's like the lightest crowd you've ever seen. And the video is taken by the man that set up the taco festival, and then he proceeds to get in a large online fight with anyone that made fun of the crowd and said said it was too hot to stand up by the stage. Every everybody was behind him, and then. But there are no photos of this. In existence. No. no. <laughs> in a world where I just got done talking about it, people would rather watch a live show through their phone, the screen on their phone, than actually watch it. And nobody has a picture of the fucking massive crown that's supposedly in the stands. And I said it to you guys, man, I've worked possibly hundreds of shows, and that no crowd show, you never get used to seeing it. It's always like, oh man, there's like 40 <laughs> people here. What were the what was the worst one? Or was there any that stand out as like holy shit, I can't believe they're doing this? So yeah, there was one that they did at the TLA, but this wasn't their this wasn't their their fault. Um there was a show, you remember the Von Bondies? Yes. Okay. Still plays it So, so um they did a show at the TLA and but there was a massive storm that washed out the Schuylkill Expressway heading heading east into Philly. And there was nobody there. And they came out and that didn't come off as awkward because they came out and they acknowledged it. They said, listen, it's raining. There's nobody here. We're still going to have fun. We'll play for 20 people. We don't care. Um, I got paid. I don't give a shit. But I can not I mean, eventually, like, there's so many of them that um, and a lot of them, you know, you don't draw that many people. Uh, I will tell you, there was one that almost shut the Trocadero down. <laughs> what, what's his name? The Motley Crew guy. The uh, one that was married Sticks. to family. No, the one that was married uh, to family. Tommy, 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 Tommy Lee. Lee. Tommy Lee had a show that had a guarantee like so you either get paid a ton of money up front as a guarantee or you get paid a portion of the tickets that you sell. He took the guarantee. 
the guarantee was so much money and he sold so few tickets that they didn't make their money back and it almost shut the building down. <laughs> That's so pathetic. Tommy Lee. Mm-hmm. Good times. Yep. Yeah, it's something I've always been curious about. You, know, you see so many tours happen, you're just like, who's who could possibly could they possibly fill this room up with people that like that band? Right. So not to to derail this in at the end, but we're wrapping up. Yes, because we're running out of space before I have to compress it using unknown software. All right, so uh, we got nothing. Oh, we got the New Japan show, which I'll check out, and hopefully I'll be on vacation, so maybe I'll be able to broadcast. I don't know if we're going to be able to record, but we'll have something for you, right? Let's get out of here. All right, thanks for joining us this week and join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. And for Brandon and Chris, I am Jim. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>